last uh, camping trip up the north shore of Lake Superior, Calla discovered the simple pleasure of tossing rocks into the water. I mean, who doesn't enjoy that, right? Now raise your hand if you're a skipper or just a thrower. Who likes to skip? See how many you can get out there. Yeah. Or who just likes to throw it? You know, forget about that. It takes too much technique. Just toss in the water, right? It's one of life's simple pleasures. And all it took was one example from us, and Calla was hooked. One rock, then another rock, then a bigger rock, and then an attempt at much too big of a rock. So we tried just a handful of little ones over and over again. Now, mind you, the beaches on Lake Superior are largely made up uh, of rocks and pebbles. But with intense focus and determination, Calla would select her next rock, and I was wondering, what does she even look for in a rock? You know, usually you're looking for that perfect skipper or the right weight. But whatever it was, she had an unlimited supply, and she just kept throwing and throwing. And now I seriously think if we had let her continue, she would still be up there tossing those rocks in, or at least trying. Alyssa and I would keep trying to help her actually make a throw, uh, because by herself she was pretty much, as you can see, just dropping them into the water. But she didn't care. She would refuse our help. She was just happy to be doing it. And her attempts barely made a splash but the joy was just all over her face, right? And that's the point, to just enjoy the experience. So it was this image that uh, got into my head as I was looking at this morning's text, and you would think, well, just a couple of verses, we kind of get the idea, right? But there is so much here. So I picture Kala dropping her little rocks into the gigantic Lake Superior. As I read this text, throughout uh, chapter 10 in Matthew, we've been hearing Jesus lay down the gauntlet of what it means or what it looks like to be a disciple. And this was no small task, and it seems even the tasks that Jesus gave them were a bit uh, perplexing. You know, as we've heard before, they were sent out on this journey but told not to take anything with them. They're to rely on the people that they will meet. Now, this might sound nice, but Jesus describes them as being like sheep among wolves. They have the greatest news in the world to share. The kingdom of heaven has come near, but somehow this message will cause division in the midst of communities, and they risk being put on trial. Not only are they to go out and speak in public, which would terrify many of us, but they are asked to perform signs and miracles to accompany this message. But at least Jesus talks about a reward for all of this. Now, for us modern-day disciples, we might find ourselves looking at that list of actions these disciples are called to and sent out for. We might read that list and think, wait a minute. It's not quite what I've been up to in my own faith journey. I know that compared to that list, my acts of faith look more like a toddler attempting to move an entire beach pebble by pebble. So I question and doubt, what am I even doing if I'm not healing people or putting my life on the line for the sake of this good news? 
Jesus, I don't know if I have what it takes to do that stuff. Looking around the world today, it seems like that really is the kind of stuff we need more than ever. And I ask myself, really, what can I do? The answers that I come up with just don't seem like enough. But then Jesus continues. Whoever welcomes you welcomes me. And whoever welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me. And whoever gives even a cup of cold water to one of these little ones, truly I tell you, none of these will lose their reward. Wait. A reward for welcoming? For offering someone a drink? I have to imagine these early disciples thinking, Jesus, compared to our jobs, that seems kind of like, well, a drop in the bucket. And even that is enough to receive your reward? It seems a little unfair compared to what you're sending us out to do. And now before we think they're a bit prideful, it's a pretty reasonable thought when you understand that offering hospitality to travelers was pretty customary in this time. It's just what you did. To turn someone away from your door would be dishonorable and reflect poorly on you. So it was more than likely that these traveling disciples would find welcoming homes along their way. And Jesus will work even through this social norm. Because what is so often forgotten or missed in the moment is that when God speaks, God acts. When Jesus says, when they receive you, they receive me. When you receive me, you receive God. None of these will lose their reward. The kingdom of heaven, the reward is right there. At the same time, for the ones proclaiming the good news and the ones hearing it, because Jesus has said it will be. He'll go on to echo this truth and this idea later in Matthew, this rippling effect of this work, when he says that to feed the hungry or give a drink to the thirsty, welcome the stranger, visit the sick or the imprisoned, is to do so to him. These are some pretty small things, things one might be expected to do just out of the kindness of their own hearts. But in the presence of the Almighty, the sum is greater than the part. A few weeks ago, our summer day camp kids created these survival kits for the Brooklyn Park Police Department. Here's a list of what they included. A lifesaver to remind you that you are one. A starburst for the burst of energy you will need. A payday because you're not doing it for the money. A paperclip to help hold it all together. A Hershey's kiss for all the times you deserve one. Gum to help the unit stick together. A Tootsie Roll to help you roll with the punches. A peppermint patty to help you keep your cool. A Snickers to remind you to keep your sense of humor, and finally, a Mounds Bar for the mounds of courage you will need. Within days of them being delivered, Linnell received this message from an officer at the department. 
Prince of Peace, thank you and the summer camp kids for sending our officers these survivors kits. It is very much appreciated, and it helps us to know that there are still people out there supporting us and that have our backs. I just wanted to call and thank you. Linnell shared with us all how emotional this officer was over the phone. Small gestures to acknowledge a gigantic effort. In his blog, reflecting on the gospel text today, pastor and seminary professor David Lois writes, In the kingdom of God, there is no small gesture when done in faith. Each and every act of kindness and generosity has an impact well beyond what you'd imagine. Indeed, Jesus' words seem to imply that no act of generosity or kindness will be forgotten. A simple gesture, an eternal impact, a drop in the bucket, ripples in the water of life. Jesus has assigned some pretty extreme jobs to his followers. Last week, Pastor Chad even described him as demanding. But in the kingdom of heaven, no one is overlooked or excluded. There is love and grace for everyone. It flows out from Jesus through his disciples to anyone they met, to you and me here today. So I got to thinking, if even a cup of cold water is an extension of God's grace, what might our even actions be? Think for a moment. Really, I'll give you a minute. Think for a moment. What is something small that you could do in faith to ripple God's love? And then share that with your neighbor. Go ahead. One thing you could do, even this week as you're celebrating the 4th of July. Go ahead and share. Turn to your neighbor. Got it? This is your invitation. And not just today, but every day. To go out and make your ripple in God's ocean of love and grace. Because Calla wasn't chucking rocks a great distance out into Lake Superior. She wasn't seeing how many skips she could get or how big of a splash she could make. Truth be told, like I said, I don't think some of her rocks even made it into the water. But she was delighted when even those were lapped up by a wave. It was almost like the lake itself was working with her. In this same way, remember that it is not about you doing something for another person. No, instead, it is in the relationship born out of this interaction that the kingdom of heaven breaks in. Welcoming. Being welcomed. Offering water. Taking a drink. To do any of these is to be connected to the gift God promises through Christ. A gift that was first given when Jesus shared what was a very customary meal 
with his disciples for the last time. And they received it, not entirely knowing what it was for. Nonetheless, they received it in faith. Amen. And you're a good, good father. It's who you are.